Swipe technology has changed the way we consume content, whether flipping through reels on Instagram, the vacuous communist hellhole known as TikTok, or swiping left or right for dates on Tinder, how you swipe determines your choice. Today, we welcome one of the founders of Tinder and Bumble to the show to discuss how those apps have impacted our society, as well as to introduce a new Web3 social app designed to empower users. You're already listening to the show, so pick somewhere in the air and swipe right to keep listening to episode number 642 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition. Who's bad? I understand you're over in in Great Britain now. As you can see, my background is slightly changed. It looks a little different here. It's slightly British. That looks slightly like a British, British ceiling. Now. It's a British ceiling, as you can tell a bit, right? The room is quite small, right? It's not large at all, so you would expect yeah. it. Actually, normally when you go to places like, oh, there's this many meters, square meters, this is how big your land, and it is not. Mine, mine is really small, but that's okay. Yeah, you're in. Uh, you're in. I would swipe left on this one, Joel. For NFT London, where you are going to be delivering a keynote, is this the future of NFTs talk? <clears throat> yeah, yep. This is the future of NFTs, um, and I have that. I have that resource. I'm just I just updated this one. So previously, when I told this one, it was a 45 minute keynote, so there was lots of additional. This one is like 10, 15 minutes, and so it's like short. So I'm going in there and like pow, 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 knocking it out. They just kind of churn, churn and burn. But I'm not on a panel. Panels just was like seven people on a panel usually. At yeah, these three, events. three minutes to say whatever you want to say. It's it's yeah. fine. So uh, we're gonna put a link to your link tree that you've developed called Link uh, Link Tree, which I can never you know tell people how to do it right. It's Link Tree, but it's .ee forward slash future of NFTs. Travis has created a great resource that he'll be sharing from stage yeah. and uh, our our own. Uh, Ex-producer, former producer, Aaron Sell, uh, is going to be over there as well on a panel uh, about women in NFTs. Actually, she's going to be moderating it, which I think is is a step up from being on the panel because you get to kind of control the conversation and it's make sure good. people stay on track and don't talk too long like I tend mm -hmm. to do. Yeah, so, I I actually like London. I mean, feeling it, and in, in, it was really interesting when you fly in, get a window seat if you ever fly in to uh, to Heathrow. Because the landscape looks so different, like it's it, you're looking at, it, you're like, wow, this is this doesn't look like anywhere that you would see in America when you're flying over these patches of land. And something about something about the UK feels rather homish to me. It feels like it's like I don't know, I don't know about um, energy, and I don't know how that uh, if reincarnation is a thing. But if so, I was probably in London or England once upon a time. You know, I'm sure you were a king too, because everybody who says they were reincarnated was somebody famous. No, they're like, <laughs> wait a second, how can seven people say they were Napoleon? That doesn't oh, seven? Matter. No, hundreds. Nope, nobody says like, well, I was just this, you know, humble little farmer, and uh, yeah. and uh, you know, I was I this humble little farmer, and... Joel, and I was. I nobody ever says land, that. So no. Every every time there's a past life regression, I was Cleopatra. Yeah. Or Abraham Lincoln, or one of those. I wonder why my head hurts. 
that's not always true. I did a past life regression. So I was neither famous in either one of them. What was your name? I didn't know my name. One was I was like a Roman soldier, a raper, pillager guy. And um, and so that's that was nice. And then another one, I was a, a pioneer woman going across uh, to uh, and I got died of dysentery. In one know. of them, I hope you were a Scottish <laughs> landowner. I really do. I am. I'm going to take a piss on my land. I'm going and I'm going to I'm going to do some territorial pissings, mate. This is what you do. Well, let's not take a piss on today's guest. He's come a long way to get in front of his webcam to join us. And we're going to talk all about uh, the apps that he founded, the dating apps that he was part of. And we're going to talk about the new Web3 social app. And we didn't talk about his amazing throne chair, but you're going to see it. It's really. Let's talk about it after this interview. Swipe right, swipe up, swipe down, swipe diagonally. We're swiping all the time in all of the apps. And and that started somewhere, didn't it, Trav? Yeah, I was told, my mom said, like, you got to swipe from the front to the back. Don't <laughs> swipe from the back to the front. I don't know if it's the same story or not. It's different. It uh, depends if, you know, your baby is a boy or a girl, actually. Depends it on your kinda, depends. Yeah, it kind of changes. Uh, swipe technology has just permeated you know everything that we do on our mobile devices now and uh, and swipe technology combined with the dating scene has for better or for worse revolutionized how people meet online and uh, I, you know a- after my divorce I used uh, tinder and I used bumble and I know that you've used both as well I've met amazing people using tinder i've not met anyone amazing using bumble i've noticed because i think for bumble the women have to initiate uh, the the conversation in bumble and i think most women have a much higher opinion of themselves probably when they're using bumble than they're using other apps like oh no no i only deserve a 10 out of 10 who's worth at least 40 million dollars and so I think that's what they think when they're on. Well, home. you're an 11 sure. and you're worth at least $40. So I, that's, that's something. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. So, it's, it's fun though. It's definitely some interesting stuff. And this is a good, this will be a good conversation today. Yeah. We actually have with us today, one of the co-founders of Tinder and Bumble, as well as the CEO and co-founder of a new web three social media platform. His name is Christopher Golzinski. And I think I got his name right. Chris, welcome to Bad Crypto. Hi. Nice to be here. Yeah, man. So let, let's uh, let's start with this. I remember, I'm old enough to remember a site called Hot or Not. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, one of the early sites where people could um, take a poll to decide if somebody was hot, good looking, or not. And they would rank them from one to ten. Now... I don't know if they had, they didn't have swipe tech. Did that was swipe technology then, right? You would go from one to the next. You just uh, click and it would go to the next. Yeah, was, uh, you, uh, you would just uh, click. So was that, was that the inspiration for, uh, for Tinder? Was that kind of like, Hey, this is the next level of this. Let's not just let people judge others, but let's let them judge each other and maybe connect. Uh, no, it wasn't really like the next iteration of anything. It was just kind of a unique, um, solution to I think of a, a set of problems that we just wanted to show people around you in like a geographic location uh, that wanted to either flirt or date or you know whatever whatever the thing was uh, or hook up but it was just kind of like that 
it's kind of what's that sorry or hook up i mean that's kind of like yeah uh so so yeah it, it wasn't really based on anything it was just like i said kind of a, a new solution like i didn't look at, at a lot of other dating apps or whatever when we were doing tinder mm. so what was the original sort of inspiration when you're like I mean, was you single at the time and how has your relationship sort of impacted the apps that you've been on I mean, like i mean because uh, you got to have somebody yeah. who's super not jealous at all. We're like, wait a second, you're over there working at Tinder, getting all the girls on, you're swiping, la- swiping on you. Like, how, how do you deal with that from a relationship aspect? No, I, I was I was with someone that did the same thing that was a, a designer as well. So um, she she actually worked with me at, at both Tinder and Bumble. So it was it was kind of easy that way. Um, no, I, uh, I don't know. It was. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was it was it's weird working with your partner too. That's that's like a whole other thing too. That's a whole other that's a whole other uh, um, bucket of fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So no, I I was always with this the with the person when I was. Oh, that's good. Me, so gotcha. Was, yeah. So you didn't get to experience the fruits of your labor, so to speak, uh, in one way. So no, not, not until way. not until afterward. Yeah, after till uh, till the crazy breakup, and then you know whatever. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah, no, Tinder, Tinder was just a side project, actually. The the four of us were working on something called Cardify, and it was like a rewards loyalty program. Um, but we were capturing, like, credit card data, so Apple was being, like, really, like, meticulous about going through the code. So we had, like, two weeks in this approval process where we had just nothing to work on. Uh, so Sean, the CEO, and Joe, uh, the back-end um, uh, server architecture guy, uh, pitched the idea that they, that they did at a hackathon, like, a couple of weeks before um, and won, and it was, it was, like, called Matchbox. <laughs> but since it was uh, all funded by IC, who own Match.com, they're like, well, if you're going to do it, you got to find a different name. So mm. that's where Tinder came Well, there are certainly critics out there with uh, probably a lot of anecdotal data to back it up that would say that Tinder and Bumble and, and um, apps like that have really just kind of killed romance. Uh, because people don't have a chance to meet organically anymore. They're just, they just look at pictures and go, yeah, I'd like to, you know, meet that person or I would. And there's that that's shallow and there's no depth. What do you say to those critics? Uh, people kind of meet the way people kind of want to meet. If people didn't want to meet that way, that way, they wouldn't do it. So uh, there was obviously like a, like a cultural uh, acceptance of it and adoption. So uh, like I said, you know, if, if people didn't, didn't want to explore that or do that, I guess they wouldn't have, and it, and it wasn't really like our intention to, you know, create hookup culture or whatever. Like a, a product really takes on a life of its own once it's kind of out of the creator's hands. Um, like I, I said, it was just supposed to be kind of like a light flirting kind of, you know, get to know people around you kind of thing. Uh, obviously, people do what they do. Well, I guess the, in the follow up there is when you look back at that, had you seen what was coming, would you have done anything differently? Um. I don't know. I don't think so. It, the the products are representative of the people that that run them. So you know, uh, you could definitely see like the the people behind Tinder, and then then I think conversely, uh, Bumble too. Bumble was almost like a response to like uh, uh, what what the the things that were going on at Tinder that we saw. Like maybe we could make better through branding through products, and that's kind of what like led our our hand in creating that one too. I'd say this, Joel is that most likely, you know, people back in the day, there was a certain stigma about meeting someone online. Oh, you met them online? Oh, it's like, God. It's like you didn't want to admit that you were on a dating app, right? The, the yeah. Zero. 
you met you met him on a dating like actually what was interesting is my sister and her husband met in a yahoo chat room <laughs> right so people can meet anywhere right and if you hadn't have done this christopher somebody would have right no, somebody's gonna come together but this is this is makes sense everybody has a mobile phone and with this mobile phone, people have gotten to be a little more self-conscious around real people, mm -hmm. right? I almost think like Gen X and Gen, well, not Gen X so much, but Gen Z, my son's in Gen Z, like he has a hard time. Like there's a beautiful girl in his near proximity. He has a hard time talking to her, right? I think that online people feel a little more comfortable about that scenario, being able to sort of have that that online conversation and then ease into it. My online flirting game and charm is way better than my real life charm, I think, potentially. Did you guys all disappear? <laughs> no, we're here. Okay. Oh, it's just me on the screen. I see. I'm just I producing like, stuff over here. You just broke the fourth <laughs> wall, Travis, right? I was like, where'd I go? <sighs> No, you're 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 absolutely right though. Like it it was it was supposed to like break down the barriers that that prevent people from meeting in a real world. Because like I was gonna say, you you thought it was like weird that people would meet on a dating app. Now it's almost weird if you don't meet on a dating app. But people come up to you in real life. You're like, what are you doing, weirdo? Like you know, find me on some like whatever. I did. I tried that one time. I was like, I was, I was like, all right, this girl was really cute. I got I'm feeling. I gotta go say something to her. And I was and I went up and I said something. And then she was like, uh, what? What'd you say? And I was like, oh, you had your earphone. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Take care. <laughs> yeah. no, I get you. I get you. So, no, yeah, it was, it was just ahead, supposed to help people with, with that, right? I think it was just an ultimate response of, like, you know, I, I want an easier way to, like, to to have that first line or to have that first, you know, barrier. And now we're connected. So the, the whole point of it was making connections easier. Uh, you know, I remember for me when I was dealing with it, it was, let's see, left is no, right was yes. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was like, nope, nope, <coughs> nope, 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 no, 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 hell no. Wow, you're so picky. Everybody else is like, yes, 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 yes. Most guys are like super like, yes, 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 just like that and like very, very few no's. Yeah, see, I'm. I was like, just no, 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 hell no, not in a million years, no, 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 no. Maybe there wasn't like a maybe, so maybe would then I would go. All right, if it's a maybe from the get go, it's probably a no. And but I remember playing a game one time. I think I was in Boston for a conference, and I I decided to play uh, Tinder Roulette, where I wasn't even looking at the phone as I was walking. I was just with my thumb, just hitting right and everything just to see. And I counted how many, and this is like, all right, I must need my ego boosted or something because I counted how many times, you know, like a, like a little clicker there on my belt as I was swiping. And then later I would look to see how many, you know, people reached out to me. And, and uh, of course, the significant relationships I've had in my life uh, have come from meeting people. IRL uh, was fun to play with the apps, but I just I gotta wonder how we have transformed how um, how people meet and is romance dead now? I I don't think that I don't think it's it ties into romance at all, Joel. Because I've met some amazing people on Tinder. Um, one that I'm still connected with to this day. Actually, I'm connected with a few of them. But one that I'm still dating, and it's like it has nothing to do with romance. Romance is all inside you and how you continue to swoon. But I think like I met swoon? some girls. 
I met some girls in Russia and Ukraine that I would have never have met otherwise because I put my Tinder pin in certain places. And I'm like, I know I'm going to go to Ukraine. I know I want to connect. And then I meet. I'm like, whoa, this girl's awesome. I got to see, are you funny? Are you interesting? Are you intellectual as well as cute? Because cute, you're Eastern Europe. You're going to mostly be cute. But do you have this? Do you have that? Yeah. And if you have those, then that sort of opens up the door for other things, I think. You're swooning, though? That's what's happening over there? I just wanted to check. Depends on the girl, I guess. Okay. Good to know. Some could be super swoony. Whoa. (laughs) Can't believe this chick swiped yet. I can't believe this chick swiped right on me. What? (laughs) I think you're coming on romance, though. It's like. What's what's your intention? Are you intending to be romantic and trying to like like communicate your your romantic feelings through through the app? Like I don't know. Like maybe there's other places for that. Like eHarmony. Like the the old guy used to get on and like at eHarmony.com. Like that was the creepiest. Oh, thing. eHarmony for the old people. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. that was the guy to like like set you up with a date. Oh, that's like the creepiest thing in the All whole right. world. You're gonna oh, love man. this girl. I'm gonna hook you up with based on your harmonizational <laughs> right? scores. But, but there's levels for everybody. There's levels for everybody. I was like, why is this dude advertising this? I am a psychologist, and I think this girl's sexy to you. <laughs> Whoa, dude, chill down, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure females were just as excited about him as well. So, uh huh. Uh-huh. But, but it's it's for a certain thing. That's for a certain crowd that wants to find a certain thing, right? And like that's that's the mode that they want to take. And it's it's very different for different people that have different intentions too. So, you know, yeah. so everybody. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on because you moved on from there. Um, when did you leave the the companies? Uh, twenty twenty thirteen or like uh, like maybe December of twenty twelve. So I was there for like uh, since March of twenty eleven. Okay. And now, uh, when did you discover the the uh, crypto, blockchain, and Web three world? You know, I had kind of been curious about all of that, uh, like during Tinder, because it had this like initial run up where I think it ran up to like maybe eleven hundred, twelve hundred dollars, and some of the other co founders were 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 buying into it, talking about it. And I was very skeptical. I didn't know anything about Web three, or, or I don't even think it was Web three. Eleven, twelve hundred dollars. You're talking about Bitcoin? Being Bitcoin, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then it, it immediately, you know, sank back down to whatever it was. And either you cashed out and you made a little bit of money or everybody lost everything, which is mostly the people that I knew just wrote it up and they wrote it back down. Um, so I just kind of casually kept my eye on it. Um, when I was living in London doing Bumble, uh, I was uh, like constantly watching the price and I got in my head like, I'm just going to put a couple thousand dollars into it. But my partner had talked me out of it and I was like, ah, whatever. Um, I wish I, I wish I would have sunk it in now. I think it was around 200 or $220 a coin back then. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Whoops. Grab 10 of them for a couple grand and let it roll. Wow. Yep. Yep. So, but no, I, I, I just, I casually invest. I, I don't have like a, a ton in, in crypto. It's just more of like a see where it goes kind of thing, because I think a lot of it's just speculation now or, or was right. Maybe crypto winner drove off all the speculation, but. So, the new site that you're working on, depending upon how you pronounce the word, is either niche.club or niche.club. I think that you get as many variants on that as you do often and often, which kind of pisses me off because I thought if it was niche, then I had a book title in it uh, about finding your niche and call it a niche you can scratch. 
But then some people would read that like a niche you can scratch. What is that? That doesn't make any sense. So that's funny. So that didn't happen. Uh, So, so, you know, what it, tell us what this site is all about. Uh, Well, this is, this is just the, the sign up for the beta. Uh, What's, what's behind all this is um, a new reimagined take on social platforms um, that group people by shared interests, um, background, uh, things that drive like identity um, and then puts those people into members only clubs uh, that are actually owned by the people in there. Um, they, they own the value of the network. They own, um, uh, they have agency in what goes on because it's self-governed. Uh, all these groups are modeled as uh, DAOs, DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you hold a, uh, an NFT to get into the community and then uh, uh, you have, you can vote on, on things that go on, set up events, raise money, uh, it's got a built-in uh, marketplace uh, for commerce. Um, yeah. And you, you own all your data, too. So uh, right now, if I you know, leave Facebook, i got to leave everything I've, I've built behind. Uh, but if you, if you leave here, I mean, everything that, that you have comes with you. You can take it to some other thing. You, uh, you have agency. The, the whole point of Web3, I think, is decentralized ownership and uh, autonomy, democratization. Mm-hmm. So this is this is really interesting to me, and I'm and I'm looking at it. So I haven't seen the app yet, but I've seen going through the website and looking at it. So the idea of being able to, you know, you're talking about building communities instead of audiences. Mm-hmm. I, I would almost go that next level. There's a great book out there called The Network State. Have you heard of it? Uh, it sounds familiar. Yeah, I haven't read it though. Take a look at it. the whole book's online, uh, thenetworkstate.com, but you can also buy the book or you can read it online. He talks about taking it beyond community into a collective. Right. And so this is maybe that next level of community where it seems like you're connecting people. And I pull it up and it says Kansas City NFT or Kansas City. I, I don't know how it knows. I'm, I'm originally from Kansas City and it's popping that all those different places up. So there's going to be all kinds of communities in here. And so if I'm in a community and I'm like, all right, I'm joining the Kansas City Tarot Club that had just popped up. What do I see then? You would get like a. Um... Uh, you join like an invite link or whatever, and you would get like a, a, a text sent to you. You follow that text. It, uh, oh, if you didn't already, if you weren't like a user of the app, it would give you a custodial wallet. It would mint you a unique NFT for that club, put it in that wallet. Now you have access to everything going on in there. You can view the content. You can post more content. Uh, you can message the members. Uh, you can participate in discussions, events. Um, that NFT now just becomes your membership card that grows in value based on mm-hmm. you know, whatever happens in the club, the membership, internal explicit signals. Um, you can leverage. How's it different from Discord, maybe? Because it sounds like, you know, you can access some certain areas in Discord with an NFT, right? And so you put, so like, but I don't like the Discord uh, platform at all. I it's don't like the way that it's set up. So how is this different? No, it's like, it's like Discord on steroids. Right. Like you're you're in all these communities, but like uh, it's in a more traditional, like familiar interface where you get like a feed of content kind of akin to like uh, like Reddit or like Instagram. Uh, but it's all from the clubs that you're in. Right. And you're going to see all these discussions. But it's not just entertainment content like memes or whatever. It's like actual stuff that like leads to conversation the same way on Reddit. You know, you you, you join a piece of content for like the, the conversation that happens. Um, and we keep those in like a running list that persists. So it's like you're almost in like a bunch of running discussions with people in your group over time. Uh, less less about consuming the content uh, because that's that's what the you know Facebook and guys want you to do because it drives ad sales for them, plain and simple. So mm-hmm. I think if we change that incentive structure around to what you post ads to your community and you own that community, uh, we might see some cool stuff. 
Well, this is, it's not the first of its kind. There's other social apps that are applying this kind of model gated by an NFT or a token and you get in, you make your community and there's DAOs. Um, mm -hmm. I found this interesting because of your background. So what, uh, what do you hope to bring to this from the experiences you've had with the dating apps that's going to make this stand out from the competition? Yeah, so ultimately, I think, by by having an innovative uh, consumer app that you know what I mean, like like changes that incentive structure around groups of people in a different way, give them ways like self organize. All of this is going to inform our protocol. So a lot of people are building in this space right now, but they're building from a protocol level. I think our kind of like differentiator is we're building from the consumer app first, and that comes from experience with like Tinder and Bumble, being in the Web two space, understanding how to like validate product market fit, build networks, all that kind of stuff, uh, marketing, uh, branding, how it all influences consumer social. Uh, so once we build that rich protocol, that's now the new decentralized graph. So the way you sign in with Facebook to like Tinder, you would sign in to, uh, to the new Web3 dating app with, with Niche. But the thing is, all those communities and clubs that you're into build this unique like Venn diagram of who you are and what your personality is. And all those points provide such rich data to match you up with other people than just like, you know, your uh, a couple of likes you answer about your a couple of questions you answer about yourself and then like your swiping behavior because that's basically what matches you right now it's it's, it's a pretty dumb algorithm and it kind of has to be uh for the amount of calculations and like people that are on it like that are in a geographic area uh so i think that's what that's what gives it like the real uh, excitement is that we're we're building a new decentralized ecosystem to have other people come in and build on top of this social protocol so this is step one you're going to build the niche Clubs yep. People are going to join it. And then once you've reached that certain threshold, then you're going to unleash a dating app to sort of connect people who are maybe interested in connecting. I might not release the dating app, but we're going to encourage somebody else. Might. You're going to have it open as an open platform. Somebody else could do it. Exactly. It's an ecosystem. Then we could get laid, Joel. Everybody could get laid. <laughs> no? No, I think they should have a dating app for football fans and call it Fumble. <laughs> That's funny. I thought so. I know <laughs> Travis didn't. He's like, no, Joel, no. Man. I was like, that was the dad joke. That, that, was that nice. is the dad that joke was, coming out right weird. there. Yeah. So uh, this kind of provides the the platform for people to then create their own communities um, and uh, make what they want of it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. We're we're building the new decentralized social graph that are owned by the people that make it. Not mm. not by like like niche won't won't own it. We're we're just the custodians of it. Okay. So say I want to do one. I'm like, all right, I live in Puerto Rico. Joe lives in Puerto Rico. I want to create the Puerto Rico crypto group, right? You got to have an NFT to get in. Does it cost me X amount of say niche tokens or niche tokens to get in to own my own club? Like is if you're creating the decentralized social graph, does that have a, mecha a mechanic of some sort where there's a token involved? Does these clubs utilize those tokens or social tokens in some way yeah each club will have its own like unique membership nft and we we generate an nft but that's not a token per se that's an nft non-fungible token but is it like a social token where it's like a crypto uh the, the token it's all built on is like the niche protocol token so that's like what powers all the commerce and like we mm -hmm. but we all exchange that in the background the point of niche is that like anybody can use web3 technology like you know what I mean? Like you never have to interface with like an ERC-20 wallet. You don't have to know what like an exchange is. You don't have to like understand gas fees or anything like that. We put that all behind the scenes and just give you like the meat, right? Give you like the value proposition on top. So that's, I that's like kind meat. of like the 
that would meat, make it meat good. <laughs> so when's the right now? People can go to the site at I'm going to say niche, damn it, because that's how I think you're supposed to pronounce it, or niche dot club, and you can sign up for the beta. When uh, will the beta be available for people to begin testing it out? Uh, we we let a couple people in a couple months ago just to validate like an early, early proof of concept, but we've kind of since got learnings from that, done user inter- interviews, and we've spooled it down. Right now, we're kind of like heads down mode in the next maybe like 90 days. Uh, people can sign up now. And as we're ready, probably around January, February, we'll be announcing some like marquee uh, communities that we've onboarded, as well as just general like interest groups for for uh, just everyday people. Um, and we'll start probably sending invites out early next year. I'm looking forward to seeing this because I think there could be some really fun stuff. And I think that if you do it with the niche token correctly and allow people to set up the right groups, mm-hmm. then you get, then you know who people are. And it's like, uh, well, that's one thing I don't like about Reddit. And I think Joel's the same way is that you don't really vote on who becomes the head of those particular communities. Then you end up getting moderators in there mm-hmm. that start canceling stuff that they don't want. Like they think like they're they think they're gods and they're not making any money. So it's like, is there ways with the niche token, the niche and niche, nichech token, <laughs> is there a way for like uh, community owners to be able to make money with this platform? A hundred percent. That's the exact problem we're solving. Like through the NFT sales, you can generate a little bit of like like revenue for yourself, as well as like grow like a community pot or something if you want to throw, you know, events. So you determine how much it costs to get this NFT for your group. And, and it could be like, this is a free one. This is the $5 one. This one's a $500. You got to be an alpha whale to get in this one. Yep, exactly. And it's all it's all like gated communities behind those. And it's like what happens in those groups, you know what I mean? Like validates the, the purchase price. Some some could be zero and have like a $10 a month thing or some some could t- cost $10 and just have no fees associated with them. So, well, there you go. I don't gang. know how you would actually subscribe that, though, because there's let me, let me ask this other question here, Joel, because with crypto, you can't pull. Right. You can't say, hey, $10 a month, $10 a month, $10 a month, because crypto doesn't allow that. So is this going to be crypto related and uh, credit card related so you don't have to have crypto to be able to pay these fees it's all it's all in the smart contract so when you buy the the membership nft that that smart contract could say uh there's like a, a percentage like due every month or there's a fixed mm-hmm. dollar amount or there's like a i mean artists do it now with like royalties every time it's sold they get paid the royalty or like over time you have to like renew your ownership of that nft so it's all in the smart contracts but in the smart contract don't you need to approve every transaction or are you basically saying hey i'm giving you permission to pull from my wallet just like you would with a paypal or auto billing yeah. from your ach yeah, I mean, like we're we're kind of pioneers in like the the space too, so I feel like we can set a lot of precedent here. It's it's a mutually uh, agreed upon contract between right. you know two different parties, right? So I I feel like that's kind of open open for interpretation right now. All right, well, Chris, thanks for uh, for coming on today and sharing with us. And uh, I know we've both applied for the beta, even though we are alphas. But uh, let let us uh, in, and uh, we'll knock it around a little bit, kick the tires, and see how it goes. Hell yeah, we love you. And coming out the other side of the interview, kind of like corn, because it always shows up a second time. Um, yeah, he did have an interesting throne there, didn't he? He did. It was nice. You know, this dude's done it before. Like, in the, you hear that interview, and he goes, wow, we didn't even really plan on doing Tinder. That kind of reminds me of Twitter. Twitter was not really planned to be Twitter. Twitter was a side little project, right? They, do, they were right. doing Odeo, and then it turned into Twitter. And he says that ah, we were building Cardify, we were building this card app, and we had this two weeks waiting on Apple, and boom, we decided to create Tinder. 
and then Tinder got acquired, and then he did Bumble, and I believe Bumble got acquired, mm-hmm. and now here he is creating a social platform protocol for communities and potentially collectives to do stuff through the gated NFT. I would say if somebody's going to do something right in this space, it's somebody who's already done something already, and this right here could be a winner. Yeah, we're going to keep our eye on him. That This is not a sponsored interview, just so you guys know. Nobody got paid, compensated, or received any other benefit other than the privilege of uh, speaking with the gentleman. So we Wait, we didn't get guys, no nits tokens? I want my nits, bitch. Where's you my nits? No, you got nothing and you'll like nothing. it. That's good. Yeah, I got, We had a good interview. We, inter- we talked to an interesting dude. It's niche. It's niche. Niche, beach. <laughs> Thanks for listening and or watching. Please do share with others. Uh, You know, we might be in a bear market, but we have weathered. Now, this is our second bear market. And the first time around, there was a lot of other shows that just dropped off. They're like, oh, we're in a bad market. Crypto's gone. We're going to not do the show anymore. And then, of course, when crypto goes back up, the opportunities come out of the woodwork. We're in this for the technology. We're in this for the future of finance. We're in this Mm -hmm. for liberty and freedom. And we're in it because it's fun. We like it. We love the being on this journey together and we love sharing it with you guys yeah when we started the show back in 2017 we were thinking about i was thinking about that i mean there was not many handful of podcasts crypto podcasts you're right and then maybe there was like six or seven but i think some of them were kind of dead they hadn't done anything in a long time whenever we started and i think we were definitely the funnest one the most friendly and uh edutaining uh, but you know, we don't go into the charts. We don't ever do any of that stuff, but we keep it fun. And we want to talk to awesome people who are building great stuff. And that's what we've always done. That's one thing that drives our curiosity is we want to learn more. We don't know it all. We're trying to figure it all out. And you're here with us on the journey and we appreciate you. Thanks for coming on the journey. And we encourage you to stick around. You never know what's coming next. Well, another episode will be next. And you also know that we're going to end the show. And what are we going to say? We're going to say, The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. What's with the finger? What are you doing with your finger? I'm pointing at bed right there. Can you see me pointing at bed? Oh, no, because you're on the left side of my screen, so you're pointing at the corner of the... So I'm on on the left side, so I'm actually pointing right at the the bed. Go this way. Do this. I don't need to do that, so I guess we're showing... We're being showed differently on different sides. I guess it depends. Either it's right here or it's right there or it's over there where Joel is where he might be over there in the corner. This Easter egg brought to you courtesy of the video edition of the Bad Crypto Podcast seen only on YouTube, Rumble, and Odyssey. Stay bad. Suck it, beach.